Horror Writers Podcast, episode number 24. All right, welcome to the Horror Writers Podcast, the show with two horror authors talking all things in the world of horror. I'm your host, Zach Bohannon, and with me, as always, is author Jay Thorne. How you doing, Jay? Great, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, uh, I'm really excited about our episode today. Um, we have an awesome author on with us. Um, he's the author of lots and lots of best-selling series, um, Contamination, Zombie Series, uh, Outage, Werewolf Suspense Series, uh, The Last Survivors, that, which he writes with Bobby Adair. Um, I'm talking about T.W. Piperbrook. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. You got it. So before, we, uh, before I get to uh, end of the episode, I want to remind everybody um, about the Horror Writers Podcast Book Club. Um, we've got that show coming up on November 8th, and we'll be recording it November 1st. We're reading A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. So, uh, yeah, if you, so if you want to get in on that and ask questions, make sure you have the book read before November 1st, and you'll be able to, uh, to email us questions. Uh, we'll have, I'll have all the information on that in the show notes, uh, where to send it to and all that good stuff. So, uh, so, yeah, so if you want to get on that, then just have that read by November 1st. So i got to get reading then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be an awesome book, man. Uh, I haven't That's actually, what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, I haven't started yet, but it's, been, uh, it's kind of been all over the place. So, uh I'm 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 really really looking forward looking forward to reading it. As Jay has pointed out to me in the past, it is indeed a novel, as it as it says. It right? says oh, on the cover, just in case yeah. you weren't sure. Okay, all right. So it, it, a little it longer is. read. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so T T W or Tyler, I guess we're gonna call you Tyler. So uh, yeah, that's why don't you uh you want to give our our audience a little introduction about yourself? Uh sure. So um you know obviously I'm Tyler Piperbrook. Uh, you kind of mentioned the series that I've been publishing over the last couple of years, which is Contamination, uh, Outage, and The Last Survivors. Um, I've actually, I've been writing all my life, um, you know, I've wanted to be a writer since I was a kid. I used to actually submit to publishing houses when I was like 10 years old, and I got some funny rejection letters. Um, so <laughs> I kept a couple of those, and it, you know, I remember some of the book titles were like George and the Robot and things like that. <laughs> so I've always wanted to be a writer since I was a kid, and I actually majored in English in college. Um, and then I kind of went off on, you know, life got in the way, and you know, I ended up doing a, a variety of jobs. I worked in insurance and um, uh, did inside sales. And my last corporate gig was uh, as a business analyst for uh, a company. Um, so did that. And then a couple of years ago, I actually started publishing books on Kindle. Uh, so my first book came out in 2012. I think it was the first contamination. So, And I've been hooked ever since on uh, writing and publishing and getting things out there. Nice, man. Yeah, the uh, yeah the I came across you with the contamination series uh and uh, I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. I think I'm through, I read like four or five of the books, um, and then it was, I was, you know, I've been writing Empty Bodies, so it's kind of difficult for me to to read zombie stuff while I'm writing it, because um, I just get, I get bogged down, but I read all the outage stuff, and it's awesome, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all that. Um, before we get into all that, I do have to ask one thing. Uh, I know that much like Jay and I as well, uh, you're a musician, and you spend a lot of time playing in bands and stuff, right? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Now you were in you were in a metal or like a hardcore band, is that correct? Yeah, it was like a hardcore punk band. I've been in a couple bands, as I'm sure we probably all have. Uh, but yeah, I was in a metal band 
a couple hardcore bands and punk hardcore bands and stuff like that. So, yep. Nice. And you're a guitar player, right? Yeah, I'm a guitar player, uh, wannabe drummer, um, and uh, no, singer don't. too, actually. <laughs> I play drums, but I think if somebody who didn't play drums saw me, they'd say, oh, that guy's all right. And then someone like you who does play drums would say, that guy's horrible. So <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't have to go out and do these gigs anymore and set up a big-ass drum set and shit. I'm so... Uh, I, I, as much as I miss like playing and, and being on stage and stuff, and uh, I don't miss that. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss lugging the gear either, the guitar gear. That's a, it was it was nice being a singer, which is the last thing I did because you know, well, I tried to always help out with the gear too because I knew what a pain it is. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was refreshing doing that. But yeah, loading gear is a it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, you you don't get out of that unless you're if you're a singer unless you're a total dick. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. Help the yeah, guys, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I've been in bands with people who did not do that, so I was like, all right, I'm singing now, so I'm gonna do that because <laughs> I know what a pain it is, especially for the drums <laughs> or the hell bag. I always take one end of the hell bag and be like, oh, yeah. why did I sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> we call it the body bag, but yeah, same yeah. difference. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. LSD, lead singer disease. That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud to say I don't think I had it. I don't know. You might have to ask other people, but I don't think I had it. <laughs> I tried not to have it. <laughs> so, uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, your most recent stuff first. We'll we'll dive into contamination and last survivors, and uh, we'll talk about the Black Fang Betrayal a little bit too, which is a book that uh, both both you guys were involved in. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit, but uh, but so the the most recent thing you've been doing. Um, on your own, because uh, I know you and Bobby have been working on the Last Survivors, uh, but you've been doing the Outage series. Uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about Outage? Sure, yeah. So Outage, um, the, the way it kind of came up is after contamination, I was like, you know, I want to write something that's a little more reality-based, and then that totally didn't work out the way I planned. So, <laughs> But anyhow, it's basically based on a storm we had in Connecticut in 2011 uh, that was called Storm Alfred, uh, and it, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was a big snowstorm, but it was in October, so nobody was really prepared for it. And we ended up getting like two feet of snow. And, uh, you know, the plows weren't really ready. And, you know, we're pretty much ready for snow in Connecticut. But at this point, uh, knocked the power out in half the state. Um, the town where I lived, um, I, I know I didn't have a generator. And most of my neighbors didn't have generators either. And because it was early in the season, all the trees hadn't shed their leaves yet. So and it started at night. So I'm laying there in bed. And I actually had a uh, – my son was young. And I have a five-year-old now. But he was maybe a year old or something then. So he's sleeping, and I'm laying there with my, with my wife, maybe about midnight, and the power goes out, so everything's just dead silent. And all of a sudden, we just hear all these cracks around us of trees just cracking because of the weight of the leaves and the snow. So you just hear, Ch like, all outside. I'm like, wow, what's going on out here? So we looked outside, and we see all these trees just crashing down all over the place like branches, and that was a lot of the reason that the power was knocked out for half the state. So I said, well, this is definitely a story. <laughs> so, so I started writing with that in mind. And then as I was thinking about it, you know, I remember there was a lot of people that it was freezing and a lot of people I know in my town, you know, kind of like a middle class sort of town, whatever, didn't have generators. So it's freezing and like we had a young son. So like, you know, it's like, all right, well, I got to, I didn't have any firewood or anything at the time. Like, all right, I got to get out of here. This is so early in the season. Nobody was ready. So all the generators were sold out and all the motels were all pretty much booked. We spent like half a day driving around looking for a motel because all our relatives didn't have power either. So long story short, I was thinking, I was like, hey, you know, it would be crazy if a storm like this happened and everybody's support systems went down and nobody could get to anybody else. And, you know, I was looking out the window watching people leave in the middle of the night, like just getting in their cars and packing up and leaving. So my neighborhood was pretty much empty by the end of the night. Wow. And I was like, all right, well, what if something crazy came out in the night? 
and said, hey, I've been waiting for this storm, and I'm going to get everybody because nobody's going to stop me. So that's kind of how it came out, and it turned out to be werewolves randomly. So, <laughs> so that's kind of what Outage is about. Um, it's about a storm that I call the Great Storm, that these creatures that have lived among us for a long time have been waiting to kind of come out and get us. That's awesome, man. Uh, that's funny because I know, uh, I mean, I've been I've been involved in a couple of big storms as well. Um, most recently, a couple of years ago, we had a really bad flood here in Nashville, um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, my wife was like stranded de- uh, for like two days at one of her friends' house. I didn't even see her until my sister had to go get her in a jeep. And then uh, um, I was also in Katrina, so um, which was a uh, what, I was I was living in Mississippi at the time, but you know we lost power for over a week in Mississippi <laughs> in August, and uh, so just being being that hot and stuff. I'm I'm sure at some point I'll write about that. So it's a uh, it's cool, man, to hear that you uh, that that came from an actual story. That's crazy. Yeah, I actually based the whole house in Outage One. Well, obviously it's a series, so the, but the house and the whole setting in Outage One is based on my old neighborhood, and we've since moved, but. Book two is actually based on a different character that's in my new neighborhood. <laughs> so, like I said, I tried to really base it in reality, but then threw in werewolves. <laughs> so, now, do those people know that you wrote about them? Uh, I changed. I changed names. Yes. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know it's about them, though. That's no, nice. no, no, they don't. Which is probably good. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Those. Yeah, those uh, I've I've really enjoyed. I I, I read the first book and then. Um, when you did the uh, when you put the the trail the box set out and did the audio book, um, I, I listened to the other two books. I love the your narrator. Um, what is it? Troy. Troy yeah, yeah. yeah. Troy. Um, yeah. yeah, and I know he did the contamination stuff too, and uh, have 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 really 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 enjoyed it. So um, that's so you're are you working on another book in that series or? Yeah, I'm actually doing um the way I kind of it always ends up happening like this where I'll do a series and I kind of have like an ending planned. But then I sort of leave it so in case I want to do another book, I can. So I kind of sort of wrap things up at book three with Outage, um, but I did leave some open-ended questions, which I decided to write. So I actually just finished Outage 4. It's off of the editor right now. So that should be out in a couple weeks. Um, and that, again, could be a conclusion or it could not. <laughs> but I think, I think it wraps up at a good place. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm, I'm excited to get it out there. So um, that could be the end. We'll see. <laughs> nice, nice. Jay, I'll let you uh, chime in with a question here or comment. Yeah, uh, maybe just sort of in a general sense, can you can you talk about your your influences or uh, some of your favorite reads, whether it's authors or genres? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I was a King and Coons guy growing up, um, as I think a lot of horror, horror writers and readers and everybody is. So um, the weird thing is, I think I was more Coons than King uh, as a kid, which is kind of probably different. Um, and I don't know why that was exactly. I think looking back. Um, maybe it was kind of, it was like a thing, oh, everybody loves King, so Kuntz is a little underrated or something. So I, I burned through all of Kuntz's stuff when I was a kid. I had to read every one. And, you know, I'd get them at, at the library or Walden Books back when it was around, or, you know, where, I don't know if you guys had that, where you guys are. Yeah, we did. That was like one of the big chains. Yeah, I don't know how widespread they were. Yeah. So I'd get everything he did. And then I, um, I was, before that, I was big on Christopher Pike, which is a little more of the young adult stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever liked him, but he had all the color covers and you go into the bookstore and you see all these colors, and you know, it was just really, really cool to kind of collect all his books. So I was into that, and obviously I did like King. Um, I guess a lot of the more underground stuff back then I didn't get into, although kind of going back now I'm getting into it. Like I've been reading a lot of Brian Keene lately, which I had never really yeah, picked up on. I love Brian Keene. Yeah, yeah it's, it's excellent stuff. So 
I'm kind of getting back into some of that, but I guess that was those are my early influences. Um, probably King and Coons and some other stuff. But nice. I don't know if uh, have you ever listened to Brian Keene's podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love those background episodes where he talks. About yeah, what, yeah. What uh, the Dark Hollow one was crazy. Yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah, just I mean, just hearing like all the you know behind the scenes stuff about how the stories are written is really cool. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan big fan of his. Now, did uh did you write have talking about Brian Keene? Um, did you write Contamination before you read The Rising, or have you read The Rising? Because I know that's yeah. A, yeah. I have, but I wrote that before. Yeah, I actually that was I guess uh, another weird thing is I had not. I had seen a bunch of zombie movies, but I had not read a lot of zombie fiction before writing Contamination, which I, I guess maybe in some ways is good because I wouldn't rip anything off, or if I if I did, I didn't feel as guilty about it. <laughs> so, yeah. but and then I've gone back and read some things. But like you say, it's I don't want to, I get overload where I don't want to rip things off too. So I, you know, but uh, but yeah, I hadn't I read it now. I've read it now, but I did not read it at the time. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm I was the same way, man. I. Uh... Before I started rewriting Empty Bodies, uh, I it was just movies and and like The Walking Dead. I hadn't really read anything, and I, th- I think for me too that kind of helped out a lot as well because I wasn't so influenced by what other authors were doing. Um, I was able just to kind of take my own story and and run with it. So, um, cool. yeah, and I love the I love the whole premise and stuff of contamination. Um, oh, you know, I, I thought the you know when you the, the reason for the outbreak and stuff I thought was uh, really unique and actually was something that I thought about doing when I was uh, when I was tossed around empty bodies was was a very similar um, reasoning for the outbreak so that's uh, that I, I thought that was kind of cool when I when I got to that part and when you start talking about it in there so cool thanks yeah that was kind of my goal I was like how can I put some kind of twist on this and yeah you know that was that was one of the things I tried to do differently. Yeah, I ended up going with a whole other type of twist, which I just revealed in the third book, and luckily no one's been pissed yet. So, because <laughs> those zombie readers are voracious. Oh yeah, yep. You know, so uh, so yeah, so. Uh, so okay. how, how did your background as a musician affect your your writing? Good question. Yeah, it's 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 funny, and you guys will, will probably uh, I don't know agree with some of this, I think, but it really is very similar because I came from kind of a punk rock, hardcore DIY background. So now publishing. You know, I think there's it's such an analogy between writing books and writing a piece of music. Because to me, it's like you do the rough draft is like writing a song, and then your editing is kind of like you're mixing. And then when you have another editor, that's like the mastering, and the proofing is like the mastering. You know? So it's very similar. So I kind of, I guess, took that ethic into it, um, where, you know, get your hands dirty and get right in there and do what you want to do, which I, I think is, is really cool. And it's very liberating that we're able to do this, you know, the area that we're in now. Which is a lot of the reason that I gave up as a, as a kid, even though I was probably too young to do anything back then, anyways. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just knowing that hey, I can write something and somebody will read it, even if it's just my mom, you know. So yeah, put it out there, and you know, the possibility is there that other people will pick this up and check it out, you know. Yeah, the the thing I love too is, and and I know that I know that Jay will be able to kind of resonate with this, I believe. Uh, is you know when I played when I played in my band I did everything like I booked all the shows I uh, yeah me too <laughs> I, I scheduled all I the business, I was the business guy yeah. Yeah, same me yeah. yeah me too yeah. so uh, you know it was uh, it was it was interesting for me the thing I liked about doing this is the fact that it's all on me so I don't have to you know especially being a drummer I mean I would record my tracks and then I had to wait on the guitar players and you know they'd be like oh you know I don't feel like recording today or I don't I have I can't get off work and it was frustrating <laughs> so I love the fact that I just have to depend on myself and you know have an editor that works pretty quick so 
Um, so, so yeah, it's 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 funny though. I mean, you're right though. All the, you know, the mastering and working with it, it's it really is a lot the same as, as publishing. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, it really is. Yep. So, so, uh, so contamination. Staying on that for a second. Um, it's it's like seven books, right? And a novella. Is that correct? Yeah, I gotta think about that. They're all kind of well. I shouldn't say they're all novellas. Yeah. Um, I think the first four books are novellas, and then I started getting a little, you know, a little longer with the with the books. But um, yeah, I think there's there's six books, a book zero, and then a separate one. So what's that? Eight. Yeah. yeah. Eight. Yeah. So there's eight of them. Um, I kind of like I said before, earlier, I, I kind of left it off, so I I might write more. But I that was another thing I tried to do differently is I knew I had a definitive ending in mind. So this is a limited duration event that occurred. Yeah. Versus a lot of times it's just the world just goes and that's it, you know. So I try, I had an ending in mind, so but I did kind of leave it so I have like a lot of different minor characters that I might follow up on with like standalone books and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, or it's possible I'll, I'll write another one, you know, a book after that. You never know. So. Yeah, and the cool thing about you know that type of world is you know you could like you said you could take off other characters you could. Uh, you could do, you know, kind of like what the Fear, Fear of the Walking Dead is doing. I haven't watched that yet, but kind of like what it's doing, you know, where they have characters in a whole other place who are trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of things you, you could do with that type of world, you know. So uh, so that's... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, Jay, you want to... We should probably bring up the Black Fang Betrayal as well. Um, I know uh, Tyler, had, Tyler had a part in that. Um you want to kind of maybe tell the fans briefly about that? Yeah, sure. The The basic concept is it's a, a, a single novel written by uh, 10 authors, and it's not an anthology. It's a, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complete story, and the other nine authors who um, joined me for this project all wrote a, a, a part of it, and it all ties together at the beginning and the end. Um, it's, I think we called it, it's like the Sopranos with Warlocks is sort of our tagline. So it's a, sort of a, a thriller, dark fantasy type of, uh, situation. It's kind of violent and it's cocky and it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And, uh, and Tyler was, I was so fortunate that Tyler said yes to this. So, um, I would like, I, I was, I was the person who organized it. So I would love to, to kind of hear Tyler's take on, on what it was like, uh, from his side. Yeah, a little scary. <laughs> in the sense that, uh, <laughs> not because you were, no, no, just in general, just because it was it was new to me because I hadn't collaborated. This was before I collaborated with Bobby mm -hmm. uh, on, on a book series, so it was my first collaboration. Even though we were kind of siloed a little bit, um, so obviously there's that thing of you know, what's everybody else writing? Is my stuff gonna suck? <laughs> and then also, I wasn't as um, as well versed with like Warlock, so when I got the prompt, it was outside of my comfort zone, of course, which I think we've talked about and some others have mentioned. So I'm like, all right, so this is the prompt. It's yeah, it's pretty different. But I was I was psyched though. I, I was like, this is a challenge, and it's different from anything I've done. So I'm psyched to try it, you know. And the voice of the character is not, you know unlike anything I've done since or before. So mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And it I don't know you're you're a good uh, organizer. Everything came together and worked out, and it was really cool reading the the finished product, you know, because I hadn't all the individual authors hadn't seen the final product. So seeing like the end caps you put on it, you know, the front and the, and the back and kind of setting up the story and ending the story and then a the little interlude was really, everything really flowed together really well. So yeah, it was yeah, cool. cool. It was cool. a lot of, 
Yeah. yeah, that's something I heard from a number of people who like, said, like, man, they, they were writing it thinking, like, oh, I don't know if I'm, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is not what I do, or this yeah. doesn't feel right. And, I heard and Warlock, like, and I was like, man, I'm in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I'm glad they yeah. stuck with it, because I, I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting, uh, the, the result is great. And as I've talked about with other collaborations, I feel like anytime you can work with somebody else, uh, it, you, you end up with a better product than you, than you can do by yourself and we'll all all three of us will continue to write our own solo things but uh, sort of having those moments to collaborate with other people who have a similar mindset it's a lot of fun yeah absolutely yeah I had a blast with it no. if, you do, if you look if you do book two uh, don't forget me <laughs> oh, I wouldn't uh, you'd definitely be part of it don't worry <laughs> now Jay did you did you just basically tell each author like what the overall story arc was about or did you and then let them just run with it and create a character or did you kind of give each guy like an assignment on kind of what you wanted them to do yeah it was sort of an assignment I, I had to have I had to know overall what what was going to happen with all the characters mm, that um, makes sense Okay. So I gave them all a tarot card, and uh, almost everyone incorporated the tarot card into the story, which was really cool. I hadn't even anticipated that. But I gave them a tarot card. I think I gave them a name of the character and a city, and I said, the outcome has to be this. Like, your character has to uh, die. Your character has to conquer something. Uh, and then anything within that was up, up to the individual author. So it was, it was a bit of a, it was hard. It was because like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to rail people into a certain story, but I also needed certain things to happen so that there was a continuance throughout the whole uh, story arc. Yeah, it reads really cool. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of cool to get a little bit of background information from you two guys. Um, cause it's, it's really neat the way it reads and just, you know, kind of hearing everyone's different voices and stuff. And, and, and part of, as a reader, part of it, you know, knowing a lot of the authors and what they write, it was kind of cool. Like seeing, seeing you guys out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, and, and I'm sure from writing it was, uh, was, was pretty interesting too. So, um, so speaking of, speaking of collaborations, um, uh, how did you get hooked up with Bobby Adair? Uh, yeah, that was kind of random too. So I, we were in two boxes, one of which you put together, Jay. Um, so this is the end was a box that we were in together, and then we were in another one that Scott Nicholson put together. Um, so we had kind of been on emails together, um, and then we started exchanging emails about audiobooks and audiobook marketing and things like that. Um, so we're talking about that for a couple months, and then uh, I, I kind of came up with an idea. I said, well, what if we did, uh, since we're both obviously zombie authors, what if we did like a, a short story with maybe me, you, and a couple other guys, like an original story in our world, in our zombie world, and then kind of put out this this work of like four short stories um, to kind of you know cross pollinate fans or whatever and introduce people to other authors, you know, worlds or whatever. So we're talking about that, and then he's saying, well, you know what? He's like, it probably would make more sense because short stories, not as many people pick them up. So maybe it'd be better if we just did like a full length novel or a trilogy or something. So originally we were going to have maybe three guys or four guys and we're talking like that's just going to be a mess. Let's just do, you know, for a series, we'll just do a series together. So that's kind of how it came about. Um, it was kind of random and so we started pitching ideas back and forth and, you know, again, I had collaborated on, on your project before that, Jay, but nothing directly. So we're, we're trying to figure out, all right, how's this going to play out? And of course we both listen to self-publishing podcasts. So we're like, is one guy going to write beats and one guy's going to do the rough drafts or how are we going to do it? And we kind of ended up with this um, hybrid result where, you know, we, we have our own characters, so we'll kind of do our own POV character stuff, but we'll have plot meetings before, so we know what the overall arc is. We know where we want to go roughly. 
although we do meander a little bit as we write it. Um, and we'll do our own chapters, and then we edit each other's work. But we almost like edit it with our own styles, so we'll look for editing stuff, but we'll also, like if I see something I'd reword it a certain way, I, I Piper Brook it, and that's what I call it. And then he would adare my stuff. And then we'd have the final say on our own chapter. So what kind of emerges is, is what we joke is this third author named uh, Bobby Piperbrook, who is actually the author of this story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how we do it, which I'm not sure if, how other people do it, but that's kind of what, how our process has worked. And, of course, you know, we've had our flaws in the beginning and, you know, things we didn't think about, of course, and being new to it. And I think we finally streamlined our process now where we know by book three we're feeling pretty comfortable with our process. Uh, so that one took a lot less time to write than the other ones. Um, although the first book did come together fairly quickly. Uh, but Bobby's a, a faster, rough drafter than I am. So I always joke, I say, yeah, when we break off and do our own projects, then I'm going to have to hurry and catch up before you are ready for it so I can get ahead of the game so I don't slow everybody down. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's kind of how it came about, and it's, it's been a blast. I mean, right now we're, we're probably going to do ten books total. Oh, and, and, and a lot of that reason, we've been kind of vague partially because we haven't known, but now we actually have it nailed down that we know pretty much what the main story arc is through all the, you know, the end of the series. Mm -hmm. And the problem we're running into now is that we've built this big world from book one, and there's like too much we want to do with it. So we're like, okay, we got to get here, we got to get here, we got to get here. So we know exactly where we're going now for the most part. Um, we just have to get there. <laughs> so, nice. so yeah, it'll probably be 10 books. Yeah, the world is huge. I, I read the first book. I haven't read two or three yet, but uh, I was just like, damn, this is a, this is a big, -ass <laughs> big ass world these guys <laughs> built. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome though. Uh, and, and for anyone who might not know who we're talking about when he says, uh, Bobby Adair is the author of, uh, he, his, he's most known for his slow burn zombie series. Um, so, uh, which is an awesome series. So definitely, definitely, uh, worth picking, picking those up. So, um, so have you, do you prefer doing the collaborations overwriting yourself or do you have a preference? Um, I, I like them both for, in their own ways. Uh, I'm really psyched on Last Survivors just in general, I think because we've had that banter back and forth that we've created this big world. So it kind of, I'm always excited to get to the next book in that. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it is different, you know, when you go back to writing your own stuff because you're used to like talking stuff over. We'll give, you know, a call at the end of the day, like, hey, what's going on or whatever. Does this idea suck or is it good or whatever, you know? So it is a little weird. You feel like, wow, all right, well, we just put out The Last Survivors and now I'm ready to do something else. <laughs> it's like, hey, Bobby, where are you? <laughs> so, but uh, no, they're both fun for the, in their own ways. You know, it's good having the creative freedom, creative freedom of your own thing, but it's really cool doing the collaboration thing. And I think you learn a lot from the collaboration stuff that you bring to your own work, you know, and that makes you, I think it's made me, I'd like to think it's a better writer because, you know, we've been pretty, and we've never really had, an, we talked about, uh, you know, before, we never really had like a big argument, which is kind of surprising. We're like, no, we're not going to do that, or this part sucks, or whatever. And we've always kind of fed off each other in, in, in that way, but we're also somewhat merciless in editing each other's stuff, and neither of us have this ego where like, hey, you can't cut on my chapter. Like, I'm, I'm totally open. Hey, if this part stinks, I'd rather make it better before we put it out. So we're both pretty, you know, I feel like our stuff is pretty well edited before it gets to the editors that we use. So in that sense, you know, you feel like you're improving because someone's not holding back at all and taking more time than an editor may, a paid editor may have time to take on your project, so. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, Jay and I are actually in the early, early stages of doing a project together. And, oh, cool. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> it's going to be my first time collaborating, so uh Awesome. It should be a lot of fun and see how much he chops up all my shit. And so it should be <laughs> cutting cutting my ideas down. It should be a lot of fun. So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna 
be brutal on them and just tell them, like, oh, yeah, that's what all collaborators do. It's normal. Yeah, yeah. Look at what Piper Brook said. Oh, yeah, they all do. <laughs> that's what we joke, too, is we'd open the chapters, and, and, you know, in one sense, you send it off, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good, and then you get it back, and there's just all these red track changes. You're like, oh, man, but not really. You know, it's good. You know, you're thinking, all right, well, so, yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, by the time it's over, there won't be any Zach and anything. It'll all just be thorned <laughs> by the time by the time we're done. So you put on Zach Thorn or Jable. <laughs> so um, so yeah. So I guess we're kind of running up against the clock here. Uh, Jay, you have any final questions or comments or? No, I I just want to thank Tyler for coming on. I, I've I've known from very early on that he's a he's a really stand up guy, uh, a lot of integrity, great writer, and uh, I was thrilled when I. You know, was going to have the opportunity to talk to talk to him today. So I just want to thank you for for showing up, Tyler. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. man, it's uh, this this was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, like I said, I've read a lot of your stuff, and uh, you know, b- big fan of it. You know, I love uh, I love the novella style books. Um, you know, because it's it, it kind of forces you to really you know uh, to get to the action and stuff. And those books, it just it kind of naturally, especially with the stuff you write. You know the the suspenseful stuff really just creates naturally kind of creates a page turning book. So uh, you know cool. I've, I've I've really enjoyed it. So uh, what's so what's up next for you? I know you said outage four. You have any plans beyond that? Yeah yeah um, yeah. So I'm gonna do outage four. Should be out in a couple weeks. Um, so get that out, which could conclude the series. But again, we'll see. Um, and then I'm gonna do we'll do Last Survivors four. Hopefully by the end of the year. Um, and then I have. Um, like another full-length uh, zombie novel uh, called Alive Again that I've been working on based on a short story that I did for an anthology. Nice. So I'm kind of playing around with that. I already have the cover and the premise and everything. <laughs> I've been kind of going on that, so I'll do that at some point soon. And then maybe another Contamination book, too. You know, I have those in mind that I always want to do. So, Yep, more, always busy. There's, there's plenty of ideas to go around, as you guys know. So, Ideas yeah, are that's... cheap, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love when people ask, uh, how do you come up with your ideas? And it's just like, well, they just never stop coming. So I know we all have, you know, probably 50 novels we want to write sitting in Scrivener. So yeah, on, yeah, an idea, on an idea sheet somewhere. So, well, awesome, man. Why don't you tell everyone uh, where they can find the best place to find you? Sure. Yeah, you can just go to uh, www.twpiperbrook.com uh, or facebook.com slash twpiperbrook. Either of those should work. You can find everything from there. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, Tyler, man, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time out and, and coming on here. And uh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. See you guys. Awesome. See ya. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Horror Writers Podcast. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, please feel free to leave us a comment. Subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. If you like us, please leave us a review on iTunes. The Horror Writers Podcast can be found on the web at thehorrorwriterspodcast.com. All graphics provided by Johnny Diggs at diggscreative.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.